Hi, I'm Craig Lance. I'm Will Davison. I'm Mark Winterbottom. I'm Greg Murphy. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Soft tyres are two rounds. Tyres are good fun to drive on, they've got a lot of grip and I think you just see lap records for HRT gets red, red ready. If it goes half as fast as the looks, then we're in for great year. We look at all that and more today as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. HRT have launched their 2010 flyer with Red Rooster joining the sponsorship program. They'll be on the bonnet whilst Toll takes the sides and HSV on the rear quarter panel. Garth Tander and Will Davison are both excited about the year ahead. 2010, our expectations are simpler. They are to dominate the series. You know, we've uh, we had a, a mildly successful 2009 and 2010 for the Toll Holden Racing Team is all about ticking all the boxes and returning the Holden Racing Team to be the dominant force in V8 Supercar. 20-year anniversary for the Toll Holden Racing Team, or for the Holden Racing Team, so uh, for me it's my second year at the team, and it's uh, certainly an honour to be a part of it in such a special year, and, and uh, we're certainly coming from a very successful 2009 where everyone's excited, the morale's really high in the team, and uh, you know it couldn't be a better environment at the moment, so... We're looking to do some special things for all the Holden fans and, uh, you know, particularly everyone involved uh, and just tick that one box left unticked last year. Mark Winterbottom has been signed for three more years at Ford Performance Racing. With a new contract and a new engineer in Campbell Little, he sees his future quite exciting. I can never predict what's going to happen and, and um, I know how good Campbell is to work with and, and I've worked with him previously, so... Um, that does give me confidence. V8 Supercars have announced this week that Barbagello and Winton will run sprint tyres only in 2010. FBR's Mark Winterbottom is pleased to see the changes in these races and feels that the soft tyre rewards the smooth and consistent driver. Uh, Barbagello and Winton now are both very high tyre usage tracks and it's going to be the smartest guy and the best strategy that will win it, not always raw speed. V8 Supercars have stated that Greg Murphy missing the first round of the championship will not greenlight him to drive in the Enduros with teammate Russell Ingle. Kurt Saksoski told the V8 Insiders that Paul Morris Motorsport had been informed that Murphy is considered the primary driver of the car. The uh, the rule actually allows for V8 Supercars to um, to nominate a, a primary driver other than the driver who... Uh, who competes at the first round, um, exactly for this reason, that from time to time, obviously, there can be unusual circumstances. Saksuski also said that they were looking at ways they can handle a driver being sacked partway through the season. So, yeah, look, that's certainly another scenario that we had in the back of our mind, that, um, you know, uh, we have had on occasion a driver start at the season 
with a team with the full intention of running the whole year and then for whatever reason he might lose his drive after a couple of rounds but you know that guy we can't sort of um, if, if he's not genuinely with a team we uh, we don't want to see someone being uh, I guess blocked out of running in the, uh, the big races. V8 supercars have said their operation manual is not finalised but it's not far away. Suzuki reassuring people that there's not too many major changes in what will be distributed to the teams. Basically in its final stages of, of being finished there's no changes happening at this stage it's just a matter of cleaning up the document itself what's in a number well tim slade has announced that he'll be driving number 47 in 2010 that's the number of the birth year of the license holder james rosenberg the number of new cars and driver combinations have been going on all week with jonathan webb also announcing that the dick johnson stabled car will run number 19 while tony dialberto has been saying he's in number three D'Alberto has named Shane Price as his teammate for the 2010 Enduros, the two young drivers looking to make their mark on the big one, particularly in D'Alberto's first year as a team principal. Queensland Raceway talks are continuing, but a resolution to the impasse still looks weeks away. Interestingly, V8 supercars have not removed the date from their calendar online. For teams in the northern part of the world, they will have no home circuit if the race is cancelled, leaving no permanent circuit in the championship on the eastern seaboard. Jack Perkins has moved to Queensland to work for Paul Morris Motorsport. Perkins talked about the disappointment at his not having arrived in 2010 and what happened with Lucas Dumbrell, which he was linked with at the end of 2009. Yeah, I think everyone was uh, getting a bit ahead of themselves. And whenever people were asking me, I was still sceptical. But uh, it's true, we were, we were working towards a deal to drive with Lucas's team and I helped him a lot as a friend to set up his team. Obviously, I got a little bit of knowledge of the sport. I've been around it my whole life and I was great to help him out but um you know when when push came to shove they they, they needed a driver that had a bit of um sponsorship behind him and unfortunately um motor racing is an expensive game so uh, i respect the decision that they've made and i'm still uh, you know obviously good friends with lucas and wish them all their success in their first season as we speak a number of drivers are in abu dhabi promoting the greatest show on wheels as they get set in a month's time to go back there and race around the circuit frosty's looking forward to seeing what it's like on that massively expensive complex. You know, I'm pretty lucky to be one of the four guys going over to have a look beforehand and all the drivers are going to get to drive something over there on the track. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders after the break. Neville Wilkinson and Grant Rowley will be along and then in the white flag lap you'll hear more from Frosty Winterbottom. I hope you'll stay with us. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly from Jack Daniels Racing and you're listening to the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week, the Editor-in-Chief of V8 Supercar's number one magazine, V8X, Neville Wilkinson. Good evening, Nev. Uh, Good evening, and also from Speed Cafe, it is none other than its, uh, well, editor-in-chief, I guess you'd call it there, Grant Rowley. 
G'day Craig, how are you going? Not too bad, it's been uh, an interesting time. We, we spoke at the end of the year, Grant, and said, gee, I wonder how busy we'll be over the silly season, and uh, well, everyone has been flat out with all the news that's been uh, coming across our desks. Yeah, there's been plenty going on. Uh, in terms of drivers switching about it, I think everyone's sort of got that out of their system uh, October, November, so... Uh, reporting on that, there is uh, there hasn't been much going on, but um, there's uh, there's certainly lots of uh, other bits and pieces going on, including uh, new car liveries and engineer switches and uh, and the like. So uh, plenty to fill the uh, fill the pages on Speed Cafe, that's for sure. Yeah, and Neville, of course, uh, VRX is on sale now, and it's chock a block full of uh, new launches but uh, the launch that came out today was uh, HRT and I know you both were there and that car looks great in the photos but what about when you're standing next to it Nev? Even better I, I really like it they've gone away from the day glow uh, red and back to red red um, and uh, I think it looks uh, I think it looks great it looks like a race car uh, that's what I like about it now, interesting, Grant, that it's got some red, red, ready on the bonnet with Red Rooster coming across from Kelly Racing. Yeah, that's right. They've been able to uh, lure them away from Kelly's and uh, bring them to the factory uh, Holden team. I'm sure that's a great bonus for the Walkinshaw team. It's uh, interesting that, uh, that the both Walkinshaw teams are now sponsored by uh, red products, uh, being uh, Bundaberg Red on the on the Walkinshaw cars and Red Rooster now on the HRT cars. I wonder what uh, red sponsor they can find next, maybe Redhead Matches. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, the, my understanding is that Red Rooster will still be with the uh, the, uh, the Cali brothers. Um, so do we know for a fact that they're not with the Callies, or we're just assuming? I guess we could, we'll probably find that out tomorrow, uh, maybe in some parts during the Jack Daniels Racing launch. Uh, that, that's happening down in Melbourne tomorrow uh, in the evening. So I guess uh, we saw Red Rooster on the front bars of the car, of the Jack Daniels cars last, last year. So uh, I, I suppose we'll, uh, we'll find out very soon. It is interesting that uh, Red Rooster, all right, whether they stay with Kelly Racing or they, and they're stepped up with HRT, it's not another new sponsor into the sport. It's an existing sponsor, perhaps with a bigger spend. And Neville, your magazine had a had a very interesting article about the team managers, uh, sorry, the driver managers, all saying that the sport needs to really start getting those consumer household products on the side of these race cars. Correct. And to me, that's what I got most out of the launch um, uh, with HRT was the fact that Red Rooster had stepped up. Even if they have left Kelly's, and my understanding is um, Red Rooster have uh, increased their spend into the sport, um, uh, it's just good to see that uh, Red Rooster have done that because if, if, if you've got an existing sponsor, you want them to get more into the sport and spend more on the sport, which means there's more sponsorship going around. So um, I see that as a, a really good sign. Um, and um, exactly, uh, I, I, more of these companies need to get involved. So 
So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Red Rooster um, leverage off the uh, sponsorship of the race car because we all know that, sure, you can sponsor a race car, but then there should be a marketing campaign around that. And let's hope we see marketing around that, which is just going to benefit Red Rooster, benefit the sport, um, benefit everybody, basically, and let's hope Red Rooster get their money's worth. Hopefully we'll see some V8 insiders live from Red Rooster throughout the year, Nev. Well, yeah, we'll get you get your quarter quarter chicken and chips with it. I was told today at the launch that Red Rooster were going to uh, maybe up their uh, presence at the racetrack with uh, with some of their uh, chooks. So uh, fans, I know at a couple of tracks had been able to buy um, Red Rooster at the circuit, and I believe I saw one up at Townsville. Um, but uh, I think they're going to perhaps have more of a presence at the uh, at the track next year, which which might be a good thing because some of those uh, chew and spews at the racetrack um, aren't all that um, tasty. Mm. Well, I, and that's the thing. The thing I like about Red Rooster, it is an Australian company. Um, uh, so, well, it's an Aussie icon, a bit like Vegemite, you say. So as, as, as fast food chains go, Red Rooster's Aussie. Um, but... Having a, someone like Red Rooster to track, uh, it hasn't has been done before, mind you. Most people wouldn't know about it because it happened when uh, the V8 supercars went to China. <laughs> KFC was the only food you could get at the track, um, so we know it can be done. Um, so he's hoping that we do see Red Rooster at the track. Well, I'll tell you what, I saw Red Rooster at uh, the Sydney 500 in Merchandise Alley, but it's interesting because. What's KSC, an official sponsor of V8 Supercars, feeling right now with Red Rooster on the bonnet of one of those front-running cars? And uh, KSC, sure, they get the television coverage, but uh, we don't see much of them at the track. And maybe that's going to force them to uh, lift their profile at events because uh, we know what the, the Bourbon Wars did with um, track merchandising. Well, I, I believe KSC should have done more. With what they, with their involvement with V8 supercars, sure they sponsored uh, V8 supercars as an official, official burger of V8 supercars, so to speak, and it went to a lot of television advertising. But that doesn't help V8X. It doesn't help everybody else involved. It only helps, you know, it helps some teams because obviously there's some sponsorship money coming through to the teams as as owners of V8 supercars, but. I felt that they could have done more at the track anyway, and maybe KFC have been a bit lax in that department, and they've, and now Red Rooster have seen an opportunity there and got in there. Um, you know, I'd hate to say that if we see KFC at the track, it, it would be probably a knee-jerk reaction to what we're seeing with Red Rooster right now. Mm. Well, before we go to the break, uh, another big announcement on the Ford side, and that was Frosty is getting a three-year deal, and importantly, Grant, it puts him into sync with all the other major drivers coming out of contract, which means that he'll be going to uh, re-sign next time in the heat of a driver's market. Uh, I get the feeling that that uh, Mark's not going to have to worry uh, too much about when it, when it comes up to that uh, negotiation time. I think he's uh, certainly established himself as the number one man at Ford Performance Racing and um, probably the the person that Ford are going to turn to um, in the coming years is the one who uh, you know is uh, going to be their flagship driver. He's um, his results over the past three or four years have been. Um, you know, really impressive. Even though he hasn't, um, even though he hasn't taken too many race wins, and even though he hasn't 
uh, won a championship or a Bathurst yet. Um, I think he's finished in the um, the top five in the championship ever since he joined uh, FPR. He's always been been there or thereabouts, right up the front of the field. Uh, certainly this year, he's going to be uh, the, the person that Ford turned to for uh, on-track results and uh, and sort of their off-track stuff as well. Uh, it's a big responsibility for him, and I think they've rewarded him with this new extension on his contract. Nev? Mm, well, I agree with what uh, Grant's saying wholeheartedly. Um, he's, I would say he's now the biggest driver that Ford has in in the in the drivers that are even driving a Falcon. Courtney's up there, but um, there's no doubting um, Winterbottom's talent. It's all about can the team give him the equipment and also the strategies because we know that the team kind of tripped over themselves uh, with strategy. And I think we would have seen uh, uh, Winterbottom higher up in the championship, definitely with maybe a few more race wins if it hadn't been for some of the, the faux pas at the team. So I think it's all there. Um, and um, we know the team's got enough resources, so it's all about whether they connect, can get their act together, and I think they can. They're putting steps in place now that Cameron Little is his engineer. Um, that's definitely a positive as well. So we're all expecting bigger things from uh, Winterbottom, and I believe he can deliver. I, I know he can deliver as a driver. Whether they can all get it together on the day remains to be seen. Well, our white flag lap this week is Frosty Winterbottom, and you'll hear a bit more about the three-year deal and his hopes for 2010 and of course uh, all the work he's doing with V8 Super Safe which is another way he's getting his profile out there to the kids and trying to get a message across as well. This is the V8 Insiders. We'll be back with more in just a few moments. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Neville Wilkinson and Grant Rowley join me, Craig Ravel, as we look at the topics of the day. There's no off-season for any of us because uh, right now, Drivers are in Abu Dhabi having their first look at that fantastic venue. And, uh, of course, with a decision last week that they are going to be running on the full Formula One track at Bahrain, it means two Formula One tracks in the first two rounds. It's a, a very healthy sign of what V8 supercars are able to do and, and it's recognition from those international circuits that they are worthy of not running around their national circuits. They want them on the international circuits. Nef? Well, you've just... OK, they're running on a shorter circuit at Abu Dhabi, which is actually quite exciting because no-one's really, I think, raced seriously around that short... that, that cut-off little area, that what they call a corkscrew or whatever. Um, I think that's what it's called. I could be wrong. Um, what is exciting, yes in Bahrain they're doing the full circuit and the only driver I know that has actually done any racing laps 
on the full circuit is Garth Tander when he raced the first year when F1 was at uh, Bahrain. He was a guest to race in a, in a, uh, a, a the Luminous series. They obviously prepared a car for him, and there was a whole heap of uh, name drivers had a bit of a, a fang in in, um, in the tin tops there. And then Garth did the full circuit, and he really does love that first part that we'll, that they'll be racing this year. Grant, what are your thoughts about the uh, move to the full circuit of Bahrain? I, I think it's uh, great. Look, the track's there to, to use, so why not use it? I think it was just a, to start with it, it uh, might have been just a matter of um, taking a couple of extra cameras, video, TV cameras over and, and filming it. It's, um, it's quite an extension on the track. I think it's uh, more than a kilometre on the old circuit that the V8's used. So, uh, look, the track's there, so may as well use it. And, and you know, you say that there's uh, two Formula One style tracks being used. Uh, the uh, first four V8 supercar events are all held on Grand Prix tracks, or uh, at least former Grand Prix tracks in uh, in the Clipsal 500s case. Uh, so uh, look, I think you know, 10 years ago we uh, we would have never dreamed of this. Uh, I think it's a sign of how far the sport's come in, in that time. Now, of course, one thing we're going to see in 2010, which is quite exciting, is that they are going to be running on soft tyres at Barbagello and Winton. What do you guys make of that decision? Is it the right one, or is it just more staging like a compulsory pit stop? Grant? Um, sorry, Grant. I think, I, think it's, I think it's great. All the drivers are, uh, are pretty excited about it, and... Um, and if they're excited about it, I'm sure it's uh, going to produce some better racing than than what uh, than what we see on the standard control tyre. Uh, they just say that they have no confidence um, in uh, in that control tyre, and and to really um, to to really get a, uh, a good chance of passing someone, they have to get a uh, a super good run onto the onto the straight. And, uh, and um, with the soft tyre, they're uh, there's a few variants in the, in the uh, lines they can take into corners. Uh, you know that that mixes things up in itself. Um, the experiment last year of using the uh, control tyres uh, the way that they did it, I think was uh, it was good that they introduced it. Maybe not the best execution, but uh, this is just another way of um, seeing what's going to be best for, for the category moving forward. Nev. Well. I also see it as part of a... It's a bit of a trial. I mean, all the people, all the drivers are going to be on the same tyre. So it's not contrived. They've just got a softer tyre, which means they're going to do quicker laps. Um, and exactly what Grant said, I see it as a test to see will it work or won't it work. Um, and, um, and and I think they're two because are then going to assess how that worked and make a decision based on that. And, you know, you might see that certain tracks are going to be allocated certain hard or soft tyres depending on the heat, uh, how hot it is at that track. Uh, I mean, the softer tyres are going to work better in a colder climate, especially with Winton. Um, Barber Gallo tends to be warm, so that's going to be an interesting exercise too. And let's not forget, they're saying that the soft tyres also um, is part contributed to um, damaging the surface of the track. Um, it's a combination of the heat and, and the tyres which uh, can um, cause damage to the track. And so there's also that to look at. 
Um, but, you know, I see it as, a, as an experiment. I'm actually quite excited about it myself. I, I think it'd be great. Grant, it's uh, interesting to see how it'll all pan out. Guys, Gas and Go Time brought to you by V8X Magazine with, of course, the Bundaberg Rum Red Car on the cover. Gas and Go, Morris on the track. Well, will it be? Will he be hard at it, Grant Rowley, or will he be filling up the numbers? Uh, well, uh, inter uh, interesting. I, I don't think he's going to be uh, penetrating the top ten at, at any point. Uh, he, he does make the point, though, uh, that uh, last his last race that he ran in, he finished seventh. Uh, the last sprint race he ran, he finished tenth. Um, he'll plug away. I don't think he's going to go bend it. Uh, probably not going to make a fall. He won't be at the back. He won't be at the front. He'll be in there somewhere. Mm. Last time he was in a sprint round, uh, Nev, he uh, knocked out the uh, champion-elect. Well, it all depends on, yeah, I don't think he's going to be up the front because he'll just be a, a bit out of form. And speaking about form, I mean, uh, is he fit? Is he, does he need to lose weight? Is he going to fit in the seat? Who's, who's, who's he going to be pairing up with? Mm, that's interesting to see, isn't it? Jack Perkins is working for Paul Morris Motorsport, but who do you think he'll be driving for, Nev? Probably Paul Morris Motorsport. Grant? Can't see him driving for Paul Morris Motorsport, and not not uh, when you know when they've uh, when they split um, Ingle and Murph to drive their separate cars, uh, which I'd imagine is going to happen. Uh, I uh, I can't see Jack really filling that role there. Although I think he'd do a a, a reasonable job for anybody he uh, he steps into. This is certainly his best opportunity to uh, to to be a contender in in one of these races. Um, maybe maybe back at Kelly's. Uh, it's, uh, there's, uh, there's plenty of seats out there for him to fill. Mm. Is Scaife Murphy's teammate in 2010? And if not, who do you want to see him drive with? I'd love to see uh, Scaife drive with Lowndes. I think for, uh, for an on-track deal and off-track, uh, it's got to be the best ticket for the sport. Um, two uh, icons, modern-day icons in, in V8 supercar racing pairing them together. I think uh, I'm pretty sure Mark is still pretty high on uh, Roland Dane's list of um, uh, candidates to drive in, in the endurance races and um, and uh, yeah, that's who I'd like to see him paired with. Mm, Neville can always chat to him at those board meetings that they both sit at. Well, I don't think he'll be with Murphy. I, I think that's a long shot considering Murphy's uh, sponsored by Castrol and Mark may still have some affiliations with Mobile. Um, so I think that Grant's, for, you know, depending, you'd like, you'd like to see them. I'd like to see him with Lowndes. He's, uh, he definitely knows the mountain. He's probably one of the, he's probably one of the top drivers uh, for co-driver silly season because there's a bit of a silly season for co-drivers now. He's definitely uh, um, up the top of the list there. A fan launch for $140, Neville. I thought we were in a global financial crisis and if fans turn up and support the charity, what do you think ticket prices might do when the promoters hear about it? Well, um, two minds whether this is going to work or not. Um, I mean, it's a good idea to raise money for charity. Um, I mean, it's going to exclude some people. Who knows? I mean, I know when they have a uh, fan day at FPR and it's free, they get lots of people there. Are they going to get lots of people there if they've got to pay the money? Is there a free element to it? If you don't want to pay the money, who knows? Um, 
I know. To me, it's just a gimmick, and it'll work or not. Grant? You better get a decent show bag on the way out. I want to see a two-digit max, but uh, Grant Rowley, what's your thoughts? I guess I held a similar opinion to yourself, but I think the Triple Eight deal has grown on me in a while. Crookshank beefed that up when he ran Triple One and Triple Three last year. We're not going to see those this year, so I believe the only triple digit number we're going to see in the main series is going to be the Triple Eight Falcon, which you know holds a little bit of significance because that's the name of the name of the team. I'm not, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm not too fast. It does look a bit dorky, though, with um, three numbers on the front wing screen. Never Wilkinson. Myself, uh, this is 2010. We've got computers, guys. We can go more than two digits. Run a barcode for all I care. Um, we just need to be able to tell the difference. And so the big numbers, fit them on the windows. Yeah, we can tell the difference with drivers and stuff. But, like, three numbers, I don't really care. I want to see it in VADX next uh, next issue, Nev. I want to see some of those barcode ideas that you've got for... Uh, the There's one on the cover. Where is she? Guys, a uh, pleasure to catch up with you both. Thanks for your time this evening and not far away now to the start of 2010, Neville. I oh, know. <laughs> We're busy beavering away at VADX. Uh, it's very interesting because this is the first time we've really uh, had the start of a season overseas and at a brand new track. Uh, that's not a first, but overseas in a brand new track, there's so many variables to this uh, first round. Um, you know, we're, we're chomping at the bit. Um, you know, it's, some people are going to love it, some people will hate it, but one thing is certain, it's going to be a lot of people watching it on telly. Mm, Grand Rowley, I guess uh, you in the e-world don't have as many stresses as what Neville has to. Big hair never has gone, big hair grey. Uh, I tell you what, I'm uh, I'm only 29 and I've got a few greys coming up. My wife likes to make mention of those uh, every time she sees me in the bathroom. Uh, but, um, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to the season starting. Uh, everyone at the end of last year, I think they were all a little bit burnt out, but um, I haven't seen as much anticipation for a V8 Supercar Championship as I have seen this year. Um, yeah, lots of people uh, revved up about it, so... Um, and everyone's talking up their chances as well. To be honest, I think it's probably the most competitive uh, year we're going to see um, uh, ever. The most most amount of people who can uh, who, who are in extremely good equipment. But uh, as always happens, the, the cream rises, and we'll wait for that to rise. Mm. Well, the white flag laps up next. Thanks very much, guys. Mark Winterbottom joins me next. Never Walkers and Grant Rowley. Thanks for your time this evening. Thanks, Craig. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay tuned for more. Hi, Bugs here. Jason Bugwana from the Sprint Gas Racing Team, and you are listening to V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. 
It was a great opportunity to catch up with Frosty Winterbottom this week. We found out how he was going, just signing a new contract, having Campbell Little on board. There was plenty for him to really enjoy season 2010. Oh, it's, it's great to um, obviously have a have your future all, all sorted out and um, you know, to be to be with Ford and uh, with SPR again. That takes my uh, my innings there to quite a, a long run now, over uh, over seven years. So. Um, yeah, it's great to have a, a team that, that I have spent a bit of time with and one that I want to repay. You know, it's, um, they picked me up when I, was, when I was looking for a drive. I've repaid them, and, and now they've repaid me with another three years. So uh, it's a great combination. Yep. Hey, you see yourself now uh, competing in this series at the top level. You're getting Campbell Litter on board as your uh, team engineer. Is this the year that you're best placed to shoot for the championship? Uh, I, you know, I feel um, I feel good about the year, but you, you go into it, uh, you know, open-minded. You, I can never predict what's going to happen, and and um, I know how good Campbell is to work with, and and I've worked with him previously, so um, that does give me confidence. But there's a lot of good drivers this year, and a lot of mix-up with with teams going to different manufacturers, and uh, you know, guys finishing the year strong, so they'll start the year. With, with fuller confidence, so um, probably one of the most open years to win a championship it's been for a while. So uh, you know I'm confident, but you never you never too confident. So see what the year brings out. Now this year, uh, this week you jet away to Abu Dhabi. What are you expecting to see when you get over into the Middle East for the first time? Yeah, not, not really sure. Um, you know I get to get to go over and have a look at the track before the the actual race meeting. So that's pretty exciting. And what what I've seen on on uh, you know on the on the internet and on photos and, and on paper it looks incredible so um, you know I'm pretty lucky to be one of the four guys going over to have a look beforehand and um, all the drivers are going to get to drive something over there on the track um, and we're all going to get to experience their culture and their their sights I think we're water skiing one day and out in the desert another day so um, plenty to do plenty to see and it's quite a short trip so um, you know nice to get there first and and really be able to slide before we go there in, in anger in uh, in a month's time. I've watched you over the last few years, but uh, more recently with the now the School Safe program. And uh, at Sydney, I got a chance to see you guys doing the School Safe program for the uh, kids. How um, uh, how important do you see your role in that community messaging and getting the message out to the kids about safe driving? Yeah, it's important. Um, you know, I've been involved. Um, definitely, or last year, and and even what we're doing in Abu Dhabi is is with a lot of the uh, a lot of the schools and the community. So, uh, you know, really important. We we all go to the schools, or the drivers get involved. We go to schools, um, talk about obviously road safety and, uh, and and also safety on the racetrack. Because what we do on a track is different to what happens on the road, but we try and relate the two because we're obviously going at speed, so we promote we promote safety. So. Um, had a really good reception from all the schools and uh, you know all the uh, all the young boys, girls. We've, we've covered ages from you know 12 years old uh, because they still have an influence over what the person driving the car does, even though they don't have a license. So we try and talk to them and also um, you know kids on the rails and P's just entering the road. So it's been really good and hopefully we've we've helped um, you know lower fatalities on the road and, and um, you know and create awareness of, of driver safety because 
it obviously impacts everyone what happens on the road and trying to do our best to trying to do our best to help. Uh, and now this week it's been announced that you're going to be using soft tyres at two rounds this year at uh, Barbagello and at Winton. What do you think about just having the uh, soft tyre races? I think it's really good to um, you know to, to go on those tyres and use them all weekend. It's going to be interesting because they definitely are, are quicker. But now management is going to be is going to be really important. In the past, you've seen cars on the soft tyres obviously a lot quicker than the hard tyres. But now uh, five laps difference between you, when you put a soft tyre on and when you put the next soft tyre on can be can be you know five positions because it's a lot of time. So. Um, I think it's really, really good and a, and a good way to test um, the tyre as, as, you know, into the future. We might end up using that tyre exclusively at all the rounds. Who knows? It's, it's, um, it's going to be good to test it out and see how it goes. And they are good to drive on. They, uh, they give you a really good first couple of laps and then you've got to conserve and, and uh, you know, the smart driver keeps the tyre the longest. And that, that round, uh, Bubba Gallo and Winton now, are both very high tyre usage tracks and going to be the smartest guy and the best strategy that will win it, not always raw speed. Mm. And finally, you, you got to enjoy that race in Sydney at the end of the year. Being a Sydney boy, what did your mates say to you about what they got to see out there and uh, do you think year two is going to be as big as year one? Uh, yeah, every, every, uh, everyone that went out loved it. Um, you know, the response from everyone was really good. So uh, hopefully, you know, next year... Uh, that, you know they can build on what they did in, in their first year because to get 180,000 plus people through the door, um, you know it's incredible in Sydney and uh, you know the concerts and the entertainment and the motor shows and everything that they did. I'm sure they can build on for for this year. Um, and racing wise, you know the, the racing was really good. There was a lot of a lot of mistakes. It was a tough track and people, you know, people saw good racing, which. Um, for a street track in its first year, it's quite hard to build. So I think we can make that a little bit better as well, the racing side, and hopefully boost the numbers from 180,000 to 200,000 and keep building it each year because, um, you know, Sydney, it was, a, it was a great event to have that many people turn up. And when you compare it to the likes of, of Oran Park and Eastern Creek and what numbers we got there, um, you know, it's an incredible achievement to get that many. So hopefully it's bigger and better in years. My thanks to Frosty Winterbottom, also to Neville Wilkinson and Grant Rowley as the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.